ஒன்பதாம் Sometimes a person just out of the blue suddenly is no more around. So the death certificate might have recorded their heart failure. Obviously as believers we understand that it was the ruh that left him. When the ruh left him on the note of what the apparent reasons are, it will be written as heart failure. But the heart failed, so everything failed. And If that heart didn't totally fail but it was a heart attack, then that too becomes a serious problem. Person is totally incapacitated sometimes, he can't do anything, he's out of action because the heart has been in a problem. But just as this physical heart is of extreme importance, that this physical heart be healthy, this physical heart be doing its job well, because that is what will then be the means of the nourishment of the rest of the body. the blood that gets pumped by the heart will now reach all the limbs and organs of the body and all the limbs and organs will be receiving this nourishment and as a result everything will then inshallah function well so one is the physical heart within this physical heart is the spiritual heart and the entire spiritual self of a person is dependent on the healthy spiritual heart to the extent that the spiritual heart is healthy then the person's spiritual his spiritually his life will be good his hands will do that which is pleasing to allah taala his feet will walk in the direction of what allah taala is pleased with his eyes will only look at that which allah taala has permitted and which will please allah taala his ears will listen to what allah taala is pleased with he will not utter anything that will incur the wrath of allah taala will be displeasing to allah taala so from head to toe and from morning to evening and evening till morning he will conduct himself in a way that allah taala is pleased with why because the spiritual heart is pumping the correct nourishment to everything and this is what the whole focus is on to keep this heart pure the quran sharif Allah Ta'ala mentions the dua of Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. He is among the ulul azmi minar rusul. Among that class of anbiya, class of anbiya, class of anbiya alayhi salam who are of the much higher category. Every Nabi of Allah Ta'ala is of a very high level. On such a high level that the rest of the mankind can get together and everyone put together cannot reach the rank of one Nabi. Let alone reach his rank, can't come anywhere close to it. 
But then among the Anbiya Ali Musalatullah, Allah Karasi still ka Rusul Fabbalna Ba'dahum ala Ba'd. That we gave some greater virtue over others. Ibrahim al Islam is on the very high level of the Anbiya Ali Musalam. So one is being a Nabi and then being from the Ulul Azmi Minar Rusul. From that very high ranking Anbiya Ali Musalam and messengers of Allah Ta'ala. So what a close proximity he has to Allah Ta'ala. Despite that, what is his dua? His dua Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran Sharif as a lesson to us and to give us guidance, guidance, guidance. That his dua is, وَلَا تُخْزِنِي يَوْمَ يُبْعَثُونَ Ya Allah, don't allow me to fall into disgrace on the day of Qiyamah, on the day of judgment, when the entire creation will be brought forth Everybody will be resurrected. The whole of mankind will be there. And now in the midst of all the people, a person will be called up to give an account of his deeds. And if he hasn't secured the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala, he didn't make sincere tawbah beforehand, and he didn't gain the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala, and he left the dunya in that manner, without having been forgiven, and now on the day of Qiyamah, this will become a problem, very big problem. Because now this will be opened out in front of the whole of mankind. What this person was doing, where he was going, what he was looking at, what he was listening to, what he was speaking, what he was speaking in front of somebody very, very nicely, what he was speaking behind their back. And how he was running the person down. What he was appearing to be in public, and what was his reality behind closed doors? All that will suddenly be just exposed. Now what a disgrace that would be. On one occasion it was the last days of the Mubarak life of Rasulullah on earth. And in the very difficult moments that Nabi Sallallahu was going through in terms of the severity of the illness that he was experiencing, he came to the masjid to deliver the last and final khutbah. And in that khutbah, after delivering that khutbah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked that if anybody wants to ask for some dua, ask for it. Anybody wants that I should make some dua on their behalf, ask it now. So now this was a very important opportunity. The Sahaba understood what's the significance of this moment. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has come in this very, very challenging situation, such difficulty and pain, such weakness that he could not walk on his own, he had to walk with the assistance of two sahaba to come to the masjid. And in this condition now he's come, he's given this khutbah, now he's presenting this opportunity that anybody wants to ask for some dua to be made on their behalf, they should ask for the dua. So one sahabi stands up and he says, please make dua for me. And then he mentioned some weaknesses of his. In other words, make dua that I overcome all these weaknesses. Now the weaknesses that the Sahaba would have had, those would be virtues for us. But from their rank, they viewed it as weaknesses, as challenges, as deficiencies. Just to understand what is this being meant, that one is that if we manage to make it for Salah with Jama'ah, and we manage to get the last rakat, or manage to meet, get there before the Imam Salam, then too that is very good for us in our hearts. We think, mashallah, we would praise ourselves 
but give yourself a pat on the back. But, well, you made it, and if somebody has to raise the question also, no, I was there, mashallah, I was there in good time. So that would be our thought about how we would view that. And in the time of the Sahaba, if somebody missed his takbir ula also, he'll be in deep grief. Unless it was something beyond his control. So this is what is being referred to, that their deficiencies would still be our virtue. So in any case, he mentioned some of these deficiencies, these weaknesses, what he perceived as weaknesses, and he asked for dua. So somebody else who was there commented, that, what are you up to? In the midst of the entire gathering, you are presenting all this. Though you are doing it to ask for dua, but you are now exposing yourself. And you are bringing this disgrace upon yourself. So Rasulullah responded and advised the person who had made that comment that leave him, let him be, let him do what he wants to do now. He is asking for dua now, let him ask for that dua. Because فُضُوحُ dunya أَيْسَرُ min فُضُوحِ akhirah. The disgrace of dunya is nothing in comparison to the disgrace of akhirat. Now a person cannot imagine the disgrace of dunya. Allah Ta'ala protect us from the disgrace of dunya and akhirat. Allah Ta'ala protect every single person's izzat and honor. Allah Ta'ala do not, do not allow disgrace to come to anybody, neither here nor there. But we cannot imagine, we cannot fathom, or we do not, cannot allow that thought to even cross our mind of getting disgraced in dunya. What a situation. Yet Nabi Islam is saying that what we are so terrified of, the disgrace of dunya, that is nothing compared to the disgrace of Akhirat. Though the Akhirat is not open in front of us, so we can't fully appreciate what the reality of this is, but we can understand it from this much, that what a terrifying thing it is for a person to imagine getting disgraced in dunya. Nabi Islam is saying that disgrace of dunya is nothing in comparison to the disgrace of Akhirat. Now, Ibrahim والسلام, such a great Nabi of Allah wa ta'ala, He's making dua, وَلَا تُخْزِنِي يَوْمَ يُبْعَثُونَ Ya Allah, that the day you will resurrect the whole mankind, Allah, don't put me to disgrace. Can we imagine a masum Nabi of Allah Ta'ala making this dua to Allah Ta'ala? It was not that there was any blot of sin that could have ever come, being masum, being sinless. But that is the kamal of the qurb with Allah Ta'ala. The kamal and the, that is the, thing that comes out of the closeness that they enjoyed with Allah Ta'ala. The closer they, a person is, the greater is his concern. Then even the very, very fine things, the minute things, become a cause of great concern. Becomes a cause of great grief and sorrow. So, he's making this dua, وَلَا تُخْزِنِي يَوْمَ يبعثون. And then he says, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ Ya Allah, that day, when neither a person's wealth, and nor his children will be of any benefit to him. Neither with his wealth. In dunya, generally this is one of the two things that a person now relies on support for. That he has a very strong financial uh, situation, that gives him a lot of power, a lot of authority, a lot of strength, a lot of might, gives him a lot of uh, courage and he has big big plans many ideas and he has a 20 year plan and a 50 year plan so all this on the base of the wealth and then he can take on anybody he can challenge anyone so either because of that wealth 
And sometimes a person's reliance is on his children. That perhaps once upon a time was the standard. Now it might not be such a standard. With the way times are going, many a person sometimes, that's the last point of call. So in any case, Ibrahim is saying, Ya Allah, on the day of Qiyamah, when you will resurrect everybody and the whole makhluk will be there, Ya Allah, on that day save me from the disgrace of that day. On that day when neither a person's wealth nor his children will be of any benefit to him. Nobody will come to his rescue in any way. Nobody will come to give him one good deed. And on that day, in another ayat of the Quran, Sharif Allah Ta'ala describes the scene of that day. A person will run away from his own brother, parents, children. Nobody will have anything to do with anyone. Everyone will be worried about themselves only. This aspect about running away, not having anything to do with anybody, sometimes it sounds very difficult to digest this, that a person will run away from his own parents. One person who uh, is involved in some community work and so on, they say, Ma, I already witnessed this in dunya. I already witnessed this scene of Qiyamah. I already witnessed it in dunya. So what are you talking about? You witnessed the scene of Qiyamah in dunya. You see, there was this old person who now was brought to be at Buddhism home or something. So now, who's going to be responsible? Something happens to the person. There's some need, whatever. Who should be the person, the contact person? Now, not even just the contact person. If you say, please, you, you do what you want to do. Don't, don't talk to me about it. Whatever you need to do, you do it, but don't talk to me about it. And then there's others there, you talk to others. In this dunya already, this scene became apparent already. In some instances, where their own parents, people don't want to come anywhere. You, you do what you have to do, don't, don't, make, don't make his problem my problem. La hawla wa la illa billah. This has become the scene already in dunya. This was the scene of akhirat, of qiyamah. Allah Ta'ala depicted the scene of Qiyamah, the Yawma Yafirru al-Mar'u min akhi wa ummihi wa abi wa sahibatihi wa bani. A person will flee from his own parents. It was like difficult to fathom how, how will this happen. But unfortunately and tragically, the scene of Qiyamah has already become apparent in dunya. Ibrahim is saying, Ya Allah, save me from this situation of disgrace on that day when people won't be concerned about anybody. What will be of help? Neither will the wealth be of any help, nor will a person's children be of any help. What will be of help? The only thing that will be of benefit to a person on that day is the person who has come with a pure heart. That pure heart will be the thing that will benefit him on that day. So it all comes down back to that heart. That what effort was made on the heart how the heart was purified, how it was kept clean, how it was nourished with the love of Allah wa ta'ala, to what extent it was filled with the muhabbat of Rasulullah with the love of his Mubarak Sunnah, to what extent this heart was filled with nur and spiritual light. So this is that heart that is going to be of tremendous benefit to the person on the day of Qiyamah. And that is that nur in the light of which he will walk the pulsirat then, the nur of iman.
Because on the day of Qiyamah, then the time will come when every person will be in the darkness. And the only light a person will have is the light of his Iman, the light of his Amal. So, now this Noor of Iman, how will this develop in the heart? And how will this be maintained? How this will be enhanced? And how this heart can be protected? That's the other part of it. From becoming affected by the negative things. So this is the Hadith Sharif that was recited at the beginning, where Rasulullah says, and he gives an example. إن هذه القلوب تصدأ كما يصدأ الحديد إذا أصابه الماء. رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم gives the example. Heart is the issue of the heart is being explained by means of a very very easy to understand example. The Quran Sharif and in the Hadith numerous examples are given to make us understand things very easily. And those examples are used which are easiest for the person to understand. The first recipients of the Qur'an Sharif were the Arabs. Qur'an Sharif came down among the Arabs to Rasulullah So the examples that were used were things that they would see all the time. They were riding camels every day. Every day in front of the eyes camels. Allah Ta'ala gives the example of camels. I have not seen person just looks up, he sees the sky. All around them mountains. And every person is walking on the earth. Have you not seen all this? Allah Ta'ala is giving these simple examples to make a person open his eyes and think. Allah Ta'ala gives the example of a spider's web. The people who call out to Ghairullah people who commit shirk with Allah Ta'ala and think that they are building something for themselves, meaning they, they're getting somewhere. Allah Ta'ala says this is nothing but like that spider's web. The most feeble of homes is the home of the spider. One little flick of the finger also will break it. Even the bird's nest also, it will take a little bit of effort to break it. But the spider's web, person blows hard also, it might just start falling apart. Allah Ta'ala, spider's web, who hasn't seen? Even a small child has seen now, especially living in that space and time. So everywhere these are things that are visible. These are the examples Allah Ta'ala opens out. The Hadith Sharif also, Nabi Wasallam gives us examples by which we can understand these things very easily. So the example that is being given is, the tasda, that these hearts also become rusted. Now rust, rust comes on what? Comes on iron. So Nabi Salaam then further explains, Just as iron becomes rusty when it's exposed to water. Now living on the coast, there's not anything unique for anyone, not something that any explanation is required. How this happens, it's an everyday thing. Everybody is worried about how to stop it. So ongoing problem. So, when iron becomes exposed to water, then it starts rusting. Now initially, that was a very shiny piece of iron, very, very bright, so shiny that a person can see his face in it also. But now the rust starts coming upon it. So after a while, what happens to that very bright, shiny piece of iron? It first starts fading, becoming dull, and then as it's 
time goes on, it, that rust gets deeper, the rust starts eating up and corroding more of it, then it starts becoming unsightly. It starts becoming ugly. And then even just looking at it gives an uncomfortable feeling. person looks at it too, he looks away. Before, if he was passing there and he saw it too, he might stop to just take a look at himself in that shiny piece of iron. Some people, mashallah, wherever they get an opportunity, they'll be grooming themselves. So now, the thing is such a beautiful piece of, it's so shiny and reflecting so well, so you might just stop to see everything is fine. But on the contrary, when now this rust has set in, it's made it so unsightly, that he saw it by chance too, he looks away. Because it gives him an uncomfortable feeling. Anything that's unsightly, doesn't give a good feeling looking at it. There's a dirt, dump. The person doesn't feel anything good to look at. He looks the other way. So one is it becomes very unsightly. It becomes very ugly. And the other thing is that when that rust sets in, it was a nice thick piece of iron, very strong, that even a wrestler also with all his strength and might, he tries to bend it, he can't make any effect on it. It is so firm and so strong. person with all his energy and might, person has been training for years and whatever muscles he has, everything has been put to the extreme test, no effect. But after that rust starts setting in and starts corroding, what happens to that iron is, one is it made it unsightly, now it tremendously weakens it also. And then as it sets in further and gets deeper, a time comes when you don't need that wrestler and you don't need that bodybuilder to come and bend it. Even any child also, with a minimal force, he'll just try to bend it, he'll break. So he became so weak. Now this is that simple example that Rasulullah is giving with regards to the heart. That look, the heart also, it has these conditions. Either it can be very, very shiny and bright. It can be very strong. That shaitan can try to put all his might onto it, but if this heart has been truly strengthened, then the might of shaitan won't be, make any effect on this. And it will be so bright and shiny, it will reflect. It will reflect very well. Now this heart will reflect upon the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. It will reflect upon the things around. And as a result, through everything, this person will recognize the Creator. Everything he will see will be a means of him recognizing the Creator. He won't just look at the surface of things. He'll look behind the surface of it. Who created it? That will be the reflection of the heart. Because it's so bright and shiny. Like that mirror now. So it's reflecting well. So one is this condition. But Allah forbid if the rust starts setting in, the rust starts setting in, then you start weakening. And then start weakening even more. And then, shaitan with the minimal of effort will just push it over. Will just flip it. Then all the vices and all the evils just start coming in one after the other. Now the issue is that this is what one condition of the heart is so bright, so shiny, reflecting well, so strong. What makes it like that? And what is this rust that makes it so weak, makes it so unsightly? 
anything unsightly, he said it becomes very uncomfortable, gives a person a very bad feeling, he doesn't feel at ease at all. Obviously, if the heart is unsightly, the spiritual heart has become unsightly, has become like a dump, then there's going to be a terribly uncomfortable feeling from within. There's going to be this, like a vacuum, there's going to be this discomfort, there's going to be this restlessness from inside, like a person now looking for something he can't find, or he has not yet found it. There's some, like a hunger and a thirst, but he's just not getting filled. So now this discomfort, this discomfort is coming from inside. Now the person now is trying to make himself comfortable from the outside. From the outside he can carry on, like a person is feeling now that he saw that dump, very very smelly and so now he started feeling nauseous. Because the person now has a clean nature, he sees that dirt and filth, it starts making him uncomfortable and if it's very filthy it might make him nauseous. So now that nausea is from within. So now somebody tells him, look, you're feeling nauseous, so what you do is just, let's sit and have a nice merry time, we'll laugh and joke about something, you'll feel well. You say, by that laugh and joke is, but probably is inside me, I'm feeling nauseous. So okay, have some food, you see, that's the last thing I want to think about now. So the good food is not going to help me now, that nausea is inside. Say, okay, let's go and see some scenery, we'll go and do some sightseeing. This my first sort this out inside. I'm feeling so restless from inside, that nausea is... I can't, I don't have a moment of peace right now because of this nausea, it's so intense. Are you talking about taking a drive and looking at some scenery and going for some sightseeing? How is that going to help me now? My problem is inside me. So just as that nausea, the discomfort of that nausea will not be relieved by looking at some scenery and by eating any good food and by listening to something that might entertain a person sometimes, all these other things, He'll have to be settled from within. He'll have to take some medication that will suppress that nausea and remove that discomfort. Now that will settle from inside, then inshallah he'll feel good. So likewise, if that discomfort is to the unsightly situation of the spiritual heart, then now this external entertainment and comfort and luxuries will not give any peace because this is all outside. There's a problem inside. That problem inside will have to be addressed. Now what creates that peace inside, what brings about that contentment, that serenity? On the one side Allah Ta'ala says, Allah bizikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. That with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala and remembrance in all its various levels. Verbal remembrance, consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, the remembrance of the heart, practical remembrance through the obedience of Allah Ta'ala at every instant all these different levels of remembrance. This then creates that peace of the heart, that contentment, that serenity. Now that from within the person is at ease, now he'll enjoy the external bounties of Allah also. So this is the one side of it. And what creates the rust, like in this hadith, Nabi Salaam is saying, that this heart also gets rusted. So the rust, rust comes from the negative aspects, negative actions, negative things that a person does, sees, hears. All these things create that rust. If there is intermingling, for example, with non-mahrams, or there is free intermingling carrying on, if a person looks into his heart, 
even without any level of spirituality, you'll see the rust. It doesn't require anything of any special level to perceive that. He'll feel it. Now this is the meaning of that rust. He can feel some difference. Something has happened. There's some dirt has come in. After that free intermingling, he can't feel that same level of purity with his wife also. Something has happened, some dirt has come. Now, this is rust. In one hadith, just on this topic, one hadith where Nabi Wasallam says that لا يخلون رجل بإمرأتين that when a person is in solitude with a non-mahram woman إِلَّا وَالثَّالِثُ مَعَهُمَا الشَّيْطَانِ But the third one present is shaitan. That it is going to be like a Sometimes that rust, it settles in some things that, uh, whatever factors that create that rust are so high, that in double quick time, suddenly there's rust. Overnight the place is already, that thing is already rusty. This is an intense rust. When there's any kind of solitude, one person, pious person ended up having a conversation with Iblis whether this was in a dream, whether this was in some other form, Allah knows best, but this conversation took place, so Iblis said to him, that in the process of that, in the course of that conversation, that if I have to find a person of the caliber of Hassan Basri, Hassan Basri was among the Sayyidul Tabi'een, Sayyidul Tabi'een, the rank of the Sahaba after Nabi Wasallam, the highest rank is that of the Sahaba, and after the Sahaba are the Tabi'een, those who saw the Sahaba with Iman. They have a very special rank from the entire Ummah after the Sahaba. Now among the rank of, among all the Tabi'een, there are some very, very high ranking Tabi'een. They are known as the leaders of the Tabi'een. Sayyid ibn Musayyib rahimahullah, ibn Sirin rahimahullah. Likewise, Hassan al-Basri rahmatullah is like among the topmost. He was a tabi'i that met many, many sahaba. So, and his, his piety was proverbial. So now shaitan is saying, if I find a person of the caliber of Hassan Basri, that level of piety, that level of consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, that level of all the good qualities that a person should have, he's on that load, that level. And in the same time, there was some a pious woman, very, very noted for her piety, and person whose piety was also proverbial, Hazrat Rabia Basriya Rahmatullah She lived in the same era as Hassan Basri Rahmatullah So her piety too was of a very proverbial level. So Shaitan is saying, if I find a person, a man of the caliber of Hassan Basri Rahmatullah and a woman of the caliber of Rabia Basriya Rahmatullah and if I find them both in solitude, I am hopeful that I can create fitna between them. I have full hope that I will cause fitna between them. So if this is Shaitan's strategy and his effect, and this is the extent to which how, how intense the rust factor becomes in that situation, then where do you and I stand any chance? Where can we take any chances? Where can we ever 
regard ourselves as immune, regard ourselves as now I'm fine, I'm protected, I don't really have anything to fear about, anything to worry, I can be casual, I can be fine. Allah Ta'ala protects us and save us. This is what Rasulullah is teaching us. That look, these are, and all these lessons of deen, all these commands of Allah Ta'ala, all these aspects that have been given to us are for nothing else but our protection. Anything Allah Ta'ala has forbidden is only because insan's benefit is in that, in staying away from it, in being far away from it. Allah Ta'ala has forbidden zina, that zina, Allah Ta'ala has forbidden it and made the greatest ihsan upon insan. That this has kept him, kept his, saved his izzat, saved his honor, kept the purity and the chastity of the society. But unfortunately when those barriers are broken down, then that purity and chastity of society is lost. And then it becomes a very, very difficult situation. How often a person comes and he says, well, or sometimes there are emails, whatever else, and the kind of unspeakable things that are now being raised, that how do we work around this now? What, what's the solution to this? What's the solution to the, to the problem that we put ourselves into? And the root issue that these commands that Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala gave us, that Nabi Islam taught us, these were ignored, these were just left on the side. As a result, what drama happened thereafter? Now the consequences are so complicated that a person doesn't know where to start from trying to solve anything. So in any case, where does this rust come from? The rust comes from all these kind of things. From the kind of environment that the person puts himself into. That environment has an effect. Sometimes a person feels, well, I am not going there for a certain, for any wrong purpose. I am just going there for a very, very kosher purpose. For a very innocent purpose. But being in an environment that is polluted, the person is going to breathe that pollution. Now a person goes with it, everything is all, the sins are happening, there's music blasting there, there's all kinds of vices happening, free intermingling is happening, and people are dressed in all kinds of immoral, immorality or all immoral ways. So that environment is going to harm him. When Rasulullah was on his way to Tabuk, and on the way he had to pass by the ruins of Samud, the people of Hud when they were destroyed, the people of were destroyed when the azab came upon them. So everybody was destroyed. Nothing was left of anyone. And even the places that they were living in were all finally in ruins. But those ruins were still existing there. So Rasulullah passed by. He had to, this was the way that they had to go through, through Tabuk. So this was the road. This was on the way. They had to pass by this. So it's a lengthy incident, but just to get to the one part of it, when eventually Nabi Islam had to pass through. How did he pass through? It is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, in Bukhari Sharif, this narration comes, that Nabi Islam covered his head with his shawl. Covered his Mubarak head with his shawl. And then that animal that he was riding, he spurred it on to rush past. Because now he had to go through this area. And he went away through this place with his head covered, so he cannot even see anything left and right. Nothing. And at the best speed possible, out of this area. 
And then he addressed the Sahaba and said to them, لا تدخلوا مساكن الذين ظلموا أنفسهم إلا أن تكونوا باكين Don't pass by the places of those who have oppressed themselves to the extent that now the azab of Allah had come. And when there came centuries prior to this, prior to this incident, centuries had gone when this azab had come upon the people there. So Nabi Islam don't pass through this place where the azab had come. These people who oppress themselves, except that you are crying. The eyes crying is not in a person's control that the eye can cry anytime he wants. But the heart is in his control. He can make the heart cry. That is the main crying inside the heart. So except that you are crying, out of fear, you are in fear, you are concerned, you are not casual. And to see bakum misluma asabahum. Out of fear that that azab which came upon them must not come upon you. Now that azab came centuries before. But the effect in the environment is still there to the point where person passing should be concerned, I don't become affected by the azab. Can we imagine going to an environment where the sin is currently being perpetrated? That sin happened and the azab had already come. Now in an environment where there's intense sin, that is a very dangerous place to be. If Allah Ta'ala's grace, that, that azab doesn't come down in that sudden manner sometimes, but nevertheless, that danger is always there that the heart will get affected by that azab. Heart gets turned. Then the person, that feelings of righteousness, that drive to do good, all that dies off. Now the inclinations of the heart has changed. Now he's only inclined towards negative things, inclined towards wrong. So what happened? That azab affected the heart. Now this is a rust. From that kind of environment, that rust came onto the heart. Now when the rust came on the heart, the heart becomes unsightly, the spiritual heart becomes unsightly. It becomes tremendously weakened. Now when it's weakened, with the slightest of effort, shaitan can just flip it into the wrong direction. Like that iron that got rusted now, the small effort, young child also, minimal effort and it breaks. So the minimal effort shaitan now just flips that heart. So this is that lesson that we have been given in this Hadith Sharif, that look just as all these things have their effect, this rust, it has its effect on that iron, it causes it to become weak, makes it unsightly. Likewise, this heart becomes rusted because of things that it's exposed to. And it gets exposed to things through the pathways of the eyes, the ears, the tongue. Mainly these are the pathways through which the heart gets affected. What a person sees, Allah knows this, how much of rust that can create on the heart. In instant, what he listens to, what he speaks, all this creates a trust. So this is what we need to now keep constantly checking within ourselves. What is the condition of my heart? Is the heart shining? What is going to shine it? The tilawat of the, in this hadith thereafter, the Sahaba asked the question to Rasulullah that this heart gets rusted. Now, iron, iron becomes rusted when it gets into contact with water. Person living on the coast, he can keep it as how well he wants, insulated in some garage and only driving, but then too it will catch up. Why? Because that humidity is in the air. So likewise, when the environment is so filled and so, everything is so permeated with the sin and the wrong, 
Now this is going to affect the person's heart in some way or the other. He's going to drive to work, it's going to affect him. He's going to be doing whatever he has to do in the workplace to protect himself, to guard himself. But now that environment is such, he's going to get affected. So now when he's going to get affected, like the person who goes to some place where his clothes are going to get soiled, he washes it immediately. His body gets soiled, he washes it. So likewise, his heart is going to get soiled, he must wash it. The Sahaba were very concerned. If this is the case, there must be something to wash it also. What is going to shine this heart again? And it's going to fade, that shine is going to go. How are we going to bring the shine back? What's going to keep it clean, to keep the rust away, so it doesn't get into it and doesn't weaken it? So Nabi Islam mentioned two things. That if you do these two things regularly, diligently, give it due importance, not just, by the way, like a person does various day-to-day things with due care. If that doesn't happen, his day doesn't finish. Some person's training doesn't take place, then the day won't finish. Some person doesn't do something else, his day won't finish. Somebody didn't get to his social media and see what's going on there, his day won't finish. So this is the due importance to give to it. The two things, one is Nabi Islam mentioned, Kasratu Zikril Maud. Excessive remembrance of death. Excessively remembering death. Daily, making dedicated time to surround and imagine one's own death. And what the scene of death is all about. And the scene of being placed in the cover. And the darkness of the grave. And the questioning in the grave. And then the day of Qiyamah. And the questioning on the day of Qiyamah. This remembrance of death will shine the heart. It will remove the rust. And the second thing Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned, Tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. Excessive Tilawat and recitation of the Qur'an Sharif, this is what cleans the heart out of this rust. The rust will affect our hearts. To some extent it will keep affecting it. That is why this daily cleaning is necessary. Daily Tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. Daily remembrance of death. Because daily we, keep, we need to keep polishing the heart. Inshallah with that regular polishing, this heart will be shining, it will remain shining, though that effect of that environment will somewhat come and settle on it, but it will get cleaned out immediately. It will get washed off immediately. It won't be able to penetrate. It won't be able to make any impact on the heart itself. It will be on the surface, but before it made any impact, it will clean out. This is that a person is taking all the necessary steps to keep himself protected, but this is what happens now sometimes by chance, something that he didn't even intend, then too, this cleaning, constant cleaning of the heart will keep it shining and bright. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. May Allah ta'ala make our hearts that qalb salim that pure heart, that heart which is clean from all the evils and vices. And may Allah ta'ala make us such that on the day of qiyamah, we are safe from every, in this dunya and on the day of qiyamah, every kind of disgrace. Rather, we are under the shade of the arsh of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala and gain direct entry to jannat. Wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. And make zikr for a few minutes and then do'a inshallah. It's important in the hadith sharif that the person who recites La ilaha illallah a hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will give him the tawfiq of righteous actions and give him the tawfiq of staying away from sin. This will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. Therefore we should try to make a, a daily practice of this. We try beside this tasbih of la ilaha illallah hundred times, inshallah. Recite the Ruchi.
ഹുമ്മദം ഹലക്കോ ബദ് കിരദാര നാമാസിയാ 
تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بستا دم آخر ورد زبائے میرے انا لا الہ الا اللہ 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 لا الہ الا اللہ
رب اغفر وارحم وانت خير الراحمين رب اغفر وارحم وانت خير الراحمين رب اغفر وارحم وانت خير الراحمين اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان اللهم ارزقنا حبك وحب من يحبك والعمل الذي يبلغنا حبك اللهم اجعل حبك احب الينا من انفسنا واهلينا ومن الماء البارد اله العالمين يا الله امس مسيف الموس غريشس موس كاين الله اله العالمين يا الله فوجيفس يا الله الله فوجيفس يا الله الله فوجيف اول اوف ميجر ماينس يا الله الله فوجيف اوف فاميليز يا الله فوجيف اوف فريندز اند ريليتيفز يا الله الله فوجيف 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 ذا انتاي امه اوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الله فوجيف ذا امه يا الله ريموف ذا سفرينج اوف ذا امه يا الله ريموف ذا بين اند هاشيب اوف ذا امه يا الله الله لا علمين ديموف ذا اوبريشن فروم ذا امه يا الله الله هولد باك ذا هاندز اوف ذا اوبريسز يا الله الله جرانت ذيم هدايات از ويل يا الله الله هدايات از نوت ديكريت فور ذيم يا الله وايب ذيم اوت فروم ذا فيس اوف ذس ارث يا الله الله لا علمين يا الله جيف اس ان ذا انتاير امه ذا توفيق ان هدايات اوف بينج ذوز اعمال ذات بينج داون يور رحمه يا الله سيف اس فروم ذوز اعمال ذات بينج داون عذاب يا الله الله لا علمين جايد اس تو يو يا الله guide us to your pleasure ya allah allah save us from everything that displeases you ya allah allah purify our hearts ya allah purify our hearts ya allah purify our hearts ya allah allah save us from the disgrace of the day of qiyamah ya allah allah save us from the disgrace of dunya ya allah save us from the disgrace of akhirah ya allah ilahu alamin you protect us and guide us ya allah allah you protect us and guide us ya allah allah you protect us and guide us ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah guide us ya allah grant us the tawfeeq of performing our five times salah with jamaah ya allah grant us khushu and khudu in our salah ya allah allah enable us to perform such a salah with which you are pleased with ya allah ya allah allah save us from this ghaflat ya allah due to which we are missing our salah ya allah we are missing our salah with jamaah ya allah our khushu and khudu is not there ya allah allah you grant us such a salah with which you are pleased with ya allah allah enable us to recite the quran sharif daily ya allah allah grant us the tawfeeq of remembering our death daily ya allah allah enable us to make your zikr daily ya allah enable us to talk to you in dua daily ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you accept us with the khidmat of your mubarak deen ya allah allah with ikhlas and afiyat ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah allah you protect us and guide us ya allah allah protect us from all the traps of nafs and shaitan ya allah allah remove the rust from our hearts ya allah remove remove the rust from our hearts ya allah purify our hearts ya allah make it shine ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah fill our hearts with your love ya allah fill our hearts with the love of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam fill our hearts with the love of his mubarak sunnah ya allah enable us to live his mubarak sunnah ya allah grant us the beautiful akhlaq of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin ya allah allah enable us to make our ibadat the way he made ibadat ya allah ya allah make our muamalat and dealings like his <laughs> mubarak way ya allah make our mu'a- make our muasharat and social life like the way he taught us ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all those who are shamin ya allah all those who are sick Allah give them complete shifa and afiyat ya Allah remove remove all their difficulties and hardships ya Allah Allah those with any kind of worries sorrow anxiety depression grief ilahul alamin remove it with afiyat ya Allah fill the hearts with itminan and sukoon ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah grant the best of dunya and the best of akhirah to each one ya Allah 
Allah, Allah, all those are in any financial difficulties, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Those who are in debt, Ya Allah, make the easy payments of their debts possible, Ya Allah. And as you make the arrangement of the means from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant them the high stages in akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, at the time of all that take us with La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, Ya Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from sin in a, take us, save us from death in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from going to places of sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make our covers gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Allah, don't take us to task on that day, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the azab of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Allah, do not put us into any difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, don't put us to trials and tests, Ya Allah. Allah, we are very weak, Ya Allah. We are not capable of being tested, Ya Allah. Allah, without any test, Ya Allah, with afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to live a life of taqwa, Ya Allah. Enable us to live a life according to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, without any trial and tribulation, and tribulation, and tribulation, Ya Allah, grant us death on Iman, Ya Allah. Grant us khatma bil khair, Ya Allah. Without any trial and test, Ya Allah, on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us to Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who asked us to make dua for them, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, Ilahul Alameen, those who have, Ya Allah, desire we should make dua for them, Ya Allah, grant each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Grant each one's dire needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant the best of dunya and akhirat to each one, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us all our greatest, grant us all our greatest need, Ya Allah. That we become yours, Ya Allah. That you become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you enable us to become that kind of servants of yours who are forever loyal to you, Ya Allah. Every bar, every breath of us is according to your command, Ya Allah. According to what you pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All the efforts of being accepted, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Make it a means of guidance for one and so on and all, Ya Allah. Forgive the shortcomings, Ya Allah. Overlook the mistakes, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, begged for. Ya Allah, we also asking for it, Ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you protect us as well, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين